0: Hello, this is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. God established David's dynasty for all time when he said to him, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. He didn't make a similar promise to David's predecessor, Saul. He told Saul that if he had been obedient, his dynasty would have been permanent. But Saul failed the crucial test of faith and God rejected him. But David was different. Although it seemed that his dynasty was over when Judah was carried off to Babylon, it was really only dormant. Jesus Christ, the son of David, is the eternal fulfillment of that promise. He will rule forever and ever, and his kingdom and of his kingdom there will be no end. But before the exile to Babylon, we read the histories of all the descendants of David who ruled in Jerusalem from Solomon until Zedekiah, who was carried off by Nebuchadnezzar. Sadly, many of these kings did not follow the Lord their God as David had. Some started out well, but compromised, and others were just wicked from the start. One of the kings who was of the line of David was named Asa, The Bible says when Asa became king that he did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He removed the altars of the pagan gods from the land and commanded the people to seek the God of their fathers. As a result, they enjoyed a period of rest from war during which the kingdom was fortified greatly. But then a huge enemy came against them, the Ethiopians, with an army of one million soldiers. When we seek God, there will always be a test. Count on it. Asa cried out to God, saying, Help us, O Lord our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Let not man Prevail against you. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians before Asa, and they fled. Notice who defeated the enemy. It was the Lord who did this before Asa. God delights in showing his saving power to those who trust him fully. What a wonderful victory. The Lord sent a prophet to meet Asa and his army as they returned home from the battle. This is what he said. Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. I want us to dwell on that for a few minutes. The Lord is with you while you are with him. Asa was victorious because he relied completely on God in the battle. He was vastly outnumbered, but he prevailed because there is no weapon that can be formed against the one who fears God that will prosper. Asa had feared God before this challenge came by removing idolatry from the land and leading the people to worship and serve the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Asa was with God, and so God was with Asa. I hear people saying they want God to bless our nation. God preserve us from violence and crime. God help our economy. But I'm afraid so many of these sincere folks don't understand the principle we see in operation in the life of King Asa. We can beg God all day long to be with us and to help us. But unless we are with him, he will not be with us. Can we say today in America that we are truly with God? Are we walking in his ways, living holy lives, putting him first in everything? It's pretty clear that we're not. So we can cry out to God as long as we want, but it won't do any good. The response will be what we read in Isaiah. When God said to his people, When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, sabbaths, and convocations. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. That's pretty heavy. God is basically saying, I'm sick of hearing from you people. I'm sick of your sacrifices you offer to me. When you pray, I'm not listening. You can go through all the religious rites and ceremonies that you want to, but God knows our hearts, and he sees our sin. We are not with him, so he is not with us. After Asa's victory, they enjoyed many years of peace and prosperity. Many Israelites from the northern kingdom saw how God was blessing Judah, and they came down to live there. Judah entered into a covenant to seek God with all their heart and all their soul. Things were looking really bright, but... In the latter years of Asa, after he had been king for 36 years, another test came. The northern kingdom of Israel, their brothers, came against Judah in war. You'd think that Asa would know just what to do. But instead of crying out to God, as he did when the great army of Ethiopians attacked him, he sent gold and silver from the house of God to the king of Syria, asking him, to help fight against Israel. It seemed to work. But God was not pleased. He again sent his prophet to Asa, who said, Because you relied on the king of Syria and did not rely on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Assyria has escaped you. Were not the Ethiopians and the Libyans a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you relied on the Lord, he gave them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have wars. What a sad ending for this king who had seen such good things happen under his leadership. He was angry with the prophet and put him in prison in the stocks. Then he began to treat some of his people with cruelty. In the 39th year of his reign, he became severely diseased in his feet. And again, instead of calling on God, he sought help from the physicians, but there was no help for him there. God is with you when you are with him. As long as Asa relied on the Lord, the Lord took care of Asa and those under his charge. But when he turned to human aid, God withdrew from him. Friend, do you want God to be with you? I'll bet you do. So the question for you is are you with God? Are you trusting him each day? Do you look to him to meet your needs? Or do you look to the ways of man? The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking to show himself mighty in the behalf of him whose heart is completely his. So many of those kings of Judah had divided hearts. They did some things right, but so often their devotion was not complete. They mixed the ways of the world with the ways of God. That never works. This is not a day for half-hearted measures. This is a day when we must rely completely on God. Nothing else will do. The church is being tested like never before. We can keep trying those fleshly schemes that seemed to work in the past, but they will fail us now. James wrote, Let us not be double-minded, but let us seek God with a pure and undivided heart. There is no other answer. Heavenly Father, we need God in this day. We need the help of God. But for God to be with us, we need to be with him. Help us, Lord God, to mend our ways. Lord God, to... Uh, Unify our hearts to serve you and to not trust in the things of the world, the ways of men, but to trust God entirely, to follow in your ways, to walk in holiness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My dear friend, some of us are trying to establish a work for God in the Schenectady, New York area. It's called Bread of Life Anglican Church, and we meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. at the American Legion Hall, which is located 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. We would love to meet you if uh, you are in the area. If you don't have a church home, come see us. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones@outlook.com at com. May God bless you.